0: Log Talk Radio. Hi guys, I'm so- <laughs>
1: quarters security condition three gq
2: security three sir
3: general quarters three intruder alert gq three intruder alert (laughs)
2: Hello, <laughs> oh, Intruder Lord is right. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host, your cruise director, and uh, your spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jennifer Perry. And I love you. Thank you so much. Everyone who has been subscribing, whether you subscribe on Blog Dog Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for the nice comments you sent. I really Really appreciate that because the uh, fantastic uh, support you give me allows me to continue to bring extra fabulous guests to you, uh, like we've had lately, like we've got coming up soon, and like we have tonight. And just to kind of revisit a little bit, um, mm, who has been here? Well, everyone. If you were here, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, you heard... The magnificent Maureen Barr. And uh, I absolutely, Marlene Barr, I absolutely adore her. She is uh, a feminist science fiction author. Also, we have Maggie Lynn uh, Heron Handel uh, with her new book. Mae McCarthy, who was on not long ago with the book about uh, financial advice, but now she's here with a book called, she was on with a book called. Um, about how forgiveness can uh transform your life, make you smarter, calmer, happier, and uh, also we had Amy Holland uh, a few weeks ago, Amy Holland, a vocalist, some people from the eighties might remember her song i will uh, uh what is it How do I survive if you break my heart or uh she 's on fire, which was um I think, in the Godfather movie, and she's on tour with her husband, Michael McDonald, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, but tonight, tonight's a show I've been looking forward to because this, and you too, I know because I've been talking to people about it all day, but this is a group of uh, authors, essayists, poets, um, put together an anthology, and they some with their own private projects or with this. And believe me, this is a night. This is a show you'll want to keep and listen to again and tell your friends about. Oh, one more thing before I go. Uh, Some of you know I'm an entertainment publicist. Uh, My firm is called Lone Wolf Communications, LLC, and I work mainly with authors and musicians, but other people too. However, I have a special offer right now. I will be in Amsterdam from September 10th to 20th. If you would like for me to personally deliver your books to bookstores in Amsterdam, just uh, maybe three books, we'll have like one for each, uh, for three different bookstores, Uh, your business cards, post um, little postcards, bookmarks, whatever, or your CDs, something that you have, Um, contact me, because I will be happy to do that for you, and believe me, it was be a lot less expensive than you think, but just visit me over at Lone Wolf Communications on Facebook or online, and I will be happy to tell you how easy it is for you to help me deliver your books, your CDs, and work uh, perfectly in person to stores, bookstores, music stores in Amsterdam. Coming up now tonight, I have several contributors joining me for an hour of (laughs) To me, these are some of the most fascinating minds in the world. Uh, They were here with alternative theologies and other books. This is uh, anything from B-Cubed Press. You can count on as a winner. Uh, Their anthologies bring together some of the best writers and poets in the world. And uh, never a clunker in the bunch, I can tell you. If you go to their website... Uh, well, this new book, Alternative Theology. their website describes it as a book that reminds you that no matter what you believe, we make this journey together. Um, tonight, I'm going to have Rebecca McFarlane Kyle. If you know me, you know and love Rebecca McFarland Kyle. Sometimes we get to call her if you, if you hang with her enough, Becky Kyle. Also, Bob Brown, who is the man behind B-Cubed Press. Um, Joseph Cook, Joanna Hoyt. James Doors, Heather Van hoos Truth, and Elizabeth Eve King. And it will be right here in In fact, I'm going to start bringing them in I'll, right now. Um, let's just let the party get started. And... Um, I'm opening the door to the genie bottle. They're all stepping inside one by one. They're finding cushions. They're passing the buffet. They're looking to see if our old friend Brett Wright left any, or Rick Cornell left any burritos in the cushions. We've had it clean since then, guys. (laughs) But first, let me introduce, (laughs) because she's so used to being on the air, and she's so accustomed to being here, my beloved friend, Rebecca McFarlane Kyle. Becky, are you here?
4: I'm here, Jennifer. Here. How
2: are you doing this evening? Hi, I'm doing great. I love you. And for everyone that's coming into the here that had to wait, I apologize. I made dinner. My husband and I were watching Father Brown. And then all of a sudden he says, well, it's time to go for a dog walk. And I went, what? <laughs> wait a
3: minute. <laughs> so I flew in here,
2: flew into the studio as only you know I can. And by the way, folks, Becky knows this place so well bottle because one of our first guests robert leland taylor after he was on he went and reported that it looked like the inside of genie's bottle and (laughs) becky's been on here so long that if i have sound problems she can run the show and has run the show herself better than me so um becky always happy to have you back and uh let's see the man like i said the man the man that brought all this together all these from BQ Press. Bob Brown.
1: Bob. Hello.
2: Hello. Are you? Hey, how you doing, honey?
1: Oh, oh it's, it's good. a good day.
2: I am glad to hear that. And so I'm going to introduce a few more of the people. And I got to say this: um, I've got. Uh I I'm gonna read a couple of the intros that people you know, you know, whenever your publisher sends you out or you go somewhere you always have like your your introduction written on a postcard to handle to somebody so they won't uh say the wrong thing. And
0: uh
2: <laughs> I think the intruder alert got to uh Elizabeth King. But
0: uh it wasn't you. It wasn't you,
2: honey. Uh but I understand. It was all it was on me. So let's see. Um Elizabeth Evie King, you had one of the best intros that you gave me, um, and and now I'm skipping through trying to find it. But uh, and Joanna Hoyt, just come on in. Joanna Hoyt, roll
0: call. Are you here? Oh,
2: Indeed
3: I am. What lovely outfit this you have? Thank and Elizabeth Evie. <laughs> okay. Elizabeth E.B. King,
2: Joanna Hoyt. I'm the
0: intruder alert.
2: You're both here? Yeah. Yes. All right. Cool. Uh, James Doord? James? James was kind of iffy. I think he's coming in from Worldcon or something. <laughs> Heather Van Hoos Truitt? I'm here.
0: And hey Heather, Hello. did I pronounce your name? This is Heather.
2: Okay, Heather, and yeah, okay, I got you. I can hear you. And Elizabeth Evie King. All right. So, you are the fan, some just some. You're just a few of the fantastic people that are part of alternative technologies. Now, if you're talking to anybody else that's in your house or yelling for a a drink from the kitchen or something, just let you know. You know, we'll hear all that. But, Bob, why don't you start off and tell us um, why you came up with the name Alternative Theologies, and what is the focus or the mood of the mission in Alternative Theologies?
1: Well, Well, our mission... It changed. changed. We started started off with with the concept concept that we were going to do a book book on poking a little little fun fun as a religious rite. And then, the and then the next, next thing, thing you know, had bless her, her heart, heart Miss Truitt, you know. She, she sends, sends us this story, story that has got, got so much, much hope, faith, and goodiness it. in it. And then, and we, then started we started getting, getting uh, other, stories other stories like that. Like that. <laughs> and we, and we wound up not being able to poke any fun at right? right. We wound up being stuck telling about how deeply people found their faith and affected their life. And so, and so that's kind, that's kind of, of, that of what happened. Hmm. Uh, by, by the way, uh you, uh, you may have, have a phone caller call you ain't recognized. Recognize Irene, Irene Radford, Radford. Editor. She, she has popped, popped on, the on the line, line and, and uh, waved wave at and me to tell me she's uh, there. there.
2: Okay, who is this? I'm, who? Irene, Irene Radford, Radford. Little
3: short. Little short Irene Radford, oh
2: god.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Irene.
3: I think I'm the intruder alert.
0: <laughs>
2: that's just that little vixen side of you wanting to be the intruder alert. So that's why, that's where it came. That's what happened. Irene. Yes, yes. I adore you, and I'm so glad you are here as well. Uh, well, thank you. And so, let's see, a couple of my... Um, um great intros or, or descriptions for people. If you don't know uh oh let me get my down here. Um Heather her show her bio is Heather is a writer, mother, and somewhat heretical pastor's wife. I like that.
0: Um,
2: Elizabeth Eve King, her her bio says, writer, scientist, biologist anything that won't pay the bills.
0: <laughs>
2: That's brilliant. My God. That sounds so me. Well, Bob, I like I like the mis I like the plan for alternative theologies and of course you How many people
0: are in
2: How many contributors do you have to alternative theologies and how many people submit it?
1: Oh, we got 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 about about 188 admissions. We got got 40 40 pieces we used, Um, and of those 40 pieces, we had four of them were poems by Jane Yolen, and two of them were poems by Gwendon. So that knocks our total emitters that we we accepted down to 36.
0: Okay. And Uh, and, uh, and there there you you go. Oh, go ahead. No, please.
1: Oh, oh okay. okay. And then uh, I mean, we've I mean, got, got some great, great writers. writers. Uh, uh, best best, best thing, thing I can say is, is put a I put a post out, out so that, that says Heather Pruitt's story, story is worth, is worth reading. reading if you just rip ripped the pages out, out of the book and read, and read them and threw everything else away, away. you'd have spent your money wisely. But you've got one in there called Gizzy Lies. Uh, it brings, uh, it brings right you right down, street, down to the streets of, of a big city, city and sees what when when a, when a Catholic priest finds out that his faith restored, is restored while, he while he's, out he's out there trying to restore the, the faith of the street, street, people. street people. You know, you know? Um, uh, Joanna, Joanna Hoyt, Hoyt wrote, wrote,
4: Joanna, you're Joanna, there.
1: there. Yes, yeah. yeah, she wrote, yeah. wrote this great, great, great uh, open letter to all of her friends saying, basically, get over it, be nice, be nice. But, uh, and, uh, and, uh, we, uh got we got the story, story of, uh, Becky Kyle. Kyle she told us the story of, of, uh, a cousin who, who might used to, to send her little memes and emails that, uh, that, uh found <laughs> out you when brought you, you brought faith, the two teaching teachings into it, 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 it kind of, oh, I don't <laughs> want to hear that. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh no, it's just an uh, incredible, incredible series. series. I'll talk, I'll all, talk day. all day if you let me. So <laughs> I, was I was shutting up to let somebody else get a word in edgewise.
2: Bob, I never want to shut you up ever. I, I, you are the man with the project, and you keep on, and you're serving the cause, believe me. Uh, you're more than a foot
0: soldier. You're
2: keeping a lot of us going with it more than you know. Uh, I'm going to have, and by yeah. the way, for anybody who's listening new to this, let me just say, if you don't mind um having some perv walk in on your teenage girl, your teenage daughter, sister, friend while they're in a dressing room or if you think it's okay to grab someone by the pussy just because you think you're a star, or if you think it's okay to cage children just because they look a little different, but they want a better life, then this is not the show for you unless you really are open-minded. So let's see. Let's go ahead and get to a couple of reads because I think three people are going to read tonight. Uh, East Elizabeth Eve King, E. E. King, you're going to read tonight, aren't you? Yeah. And uh, what I have here is you might read from uh, Dirk Quigley's guide to the afterlife. Okay, Eve, if you're here, I can't hear you. Uh, so here. Okay, wait wait a minute. <laughs> Eve, I think we're experiencing some technical difficulties here. Oh, God, I hope not. Okay, well, then if Eve is not going to read, um, who? For, or maybe not right now, maybe just a little bit later. Uh, now, who else was going to read? Becky, you're always a winner. Um, no, actually, I was going to let the newbies have a chance at it this time. Oh you're such a pal. All right, Joanna
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well I read every time. Well I don't want to be a hog. Well you're a, uh okay, Joanna? Yeah. Joanna. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm here. Yes, Joanna me? Hoyt, Quaker Catholic worker, farmer, community volunteer and writer. Joanna Hoyt. Do you have would you like to read to us? I'd love to.
0: Yay!
5: Okay, and the title is? An Open Letter to the Christian Right in America.
2: Oh, thank God. Thank God. Go ahead, Joanna so, Hoyt.
5: When I first saw this anthology being proposed, the subtitle was Alternative Theologies for the Religious Right, and so I began to think of them as an independent audience, and I began thinking about all the dear, kind, brave people I know who fit into that category, little as I understand some of their theology and of what I'd like to be able to say to them.
2: Whenever you're
3: ready.
5: Okay. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm finding it difficult to be openly Christian in America today. I've heard some of you say that this is hard because Christians are being persecuted. I haven't experienced persecution. I'm really struggling with the ways in which I hear my faith being used to hurt the very people in whom we're told we will meet Jesus. Can we talk about that? You and I worship Jesus, strive to serve him, imitate him, draw people to him. I've seen the love, zeal, courage, and self-discipline you bring to this. I've volunteered beside you in soup kitchens, sung with you on Sundays, prayed for you, and been grateful for your prayers. I know, remembers one of another, as it says in Romans. Sometimes when we talk about politics, we seem more like strangers and adversaries. I hope we can look at the things that divide us without forgetting the things that unite us. So we all want to serve and obey Jesus. How does our treatment of other people reflect that? In Mark 1229 29-31, Jesus says the whole law is summed up in the commandments to love God wholeheartedly and to love our neighbors as ourselves. In Matthew 25, he shows that these are really the same things. Christ is God. Christ promises that he will come to us in the least of these, in our neighbors who need our help. What we do for or to those neighbors is what we do for or to God. I know you know this. When a neighbor's kid is sick, when a friend is injured at work, when a fellow parishioner's house burns down, you help out, you raise money, you offer comfort. But I've heard some of you deny that same care to people who aren't so familiar to you. I've heard some of you say we should turn away refugees and imprison asylum seekers. I've heard you quote Pat Buchanan or Franklin Graham about how Muslim immigrants will undermine our Christian nation. Sometimes we say we have to help our own people first. We can't take any thought for others' needs, so long as there are still suffering white native-born Christians. But that's not what Jesus taught. In Luke 10, when Jesus laid out the central commandment to love our neighbors, a listener asked, Who is my neighbor? Jesus told the story of a Samaritan, someone who his people sometimes saw as invaders, racially and religiously foreign and wrong, who showed mercy to one of Jesus' people. And he said we're supposed to follow that Samaritan's example, that the other who needs our mercy is the neighbor we must love as ourselves. Jesus himself was a refugee child. When he was a baby, his parents fled with him into Egypt to escape Herod's death squads. As an adult, Jesus was killed by the government, which was trying to protect national security. His death was approved by religious leaders who wanted to preserve the purity of their tradition and also the comfortable relationship they had worked out with the state. Jesus said that he would come to us as a stranger and that we would not recognize him. What would our churches look like? What would our world look like? if we remembered that what we do to aliens and strangers is what we do to Jesus, if we stopped condemning Jesus and turning him away to die in Jesus' name. That's enough for now, I guess. Wow.
2: And that's such... Thank you so much. And that's such an important piece, such an important questions and thoughts because I think... There are a lot of us going through this. You know, um, Mm -hmm. as I mentioned once to a post, I said, the people who taught me to sing red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight,
0: Mm.
2: are now, you know, seem to have a different tone. Maybe they always did, but it's... uh, Mm. Hello? You know, you, you... Oh see these things and go, <laughs> um, or you hear it and hello? you say, all right, I, uh, w- where does this all fit in? How do you see? Mm-hmm. Is it only the white person, is it only the blue-eyed, brown-haired uh, Jesus brown-haired that here, some here, pictures or are... are...
0: Hello? hello. Oh,
4: I'm here. I'm sorry. sorry. This is
0: Elizabeth and you couldn't
6: hear me before. before.
4: Yeah, Okay. Uh, it is. How you doing, Jennifer? Elizabeth. Doing Elizabeth great.
2: E. King. Annie.
6: Annie.
4: Elizabeth, Elizabeth Ann Scarborough. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I horn in on another Elizabeth? Excuse me. No, you did not. Oh. There there are two of you, but it's E. E. King or Elizabeth E. King. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll just hear Annie, and that'll me? Uh, alleviate the confusion, I guess. Oh, can you can talk. Me. Me,
3: if you can hear me
6: can I hear can. I Okay. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Nobody could hear me for a while.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think I had everybody turned off when uh, Joanne was reading because somebody—it sounds like somebody was eating dinner and scraping a plate. Maybe they weren't, but it sounded that way, so that's why I <laughs> muted all the mics for a moment to see to see I could, so I could track down one by one until I found that one. And uh, they
4: were probably eating loaves and fishes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they had plates, but, you know.
2: Up
0: top of <laughs> and they you, were and by the you way, know, it makes more
2: noise. <laughs> well, that's what happens. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, like I said, my husband and I were watching uh, Father Brown Mysteries most of you probably seen him, and I said, you know, I don't go to church, but I think I'd like to go to Father Brown's church. I mean, he hangs out <laughs> with people that have been in prison, and, <laughs> yeah. and then he helps the, um, the um, oh, Flambeau and uh, yeah. the jewelry. Although I have and,
4: to say that some of the best Christians, and I, I'm Christian, so that's all I can use, uh, that I've known who – did the most for other people and cared the most about people who were, uh, excuse the phrase, downtrodden. Were not very good preachers at all.
1: They mm-hmm. were more like
4: one-on-one people, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but that's just that's just personal. I don't know who else. Uh, um, if anybody well, else has had that experience. <laughs>
0: I, I think but I you're not necessarily a good public
4: person and can still be a wonderful <sighs> private
0: person. Yeah, and you well, know sometimes you can walk no matter, the walk
4: but you cannot talk the talk. Yeah, Some of the best well, you can't talk it publicly anyway. You don't mm-hmm. you everybody as an individual and I think that's really important too. Well, sometimes um, the best way to be something is you know, as the as the verse says, even a child shall be known by their doings, is to be yeah. an example. And th- those are the people that I admire the most, and that I even if they're not Christian or they're not uh, a, a practicing Jew or they're not uh, uh, good at their mantras, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know the the thing about the theology thing, I and I haven't even had a chance to read it yet, honestly, is that there are so many commonalities among religions uh, throughout the world. I've taken, I my authority is I yeah, have taken. Yeah, they all a, believe there's the right one. I have taken a class on comparative theology. So, um, anyway. Uh, I think that the, that the teachings are very, very similar across all of the major religions. Anyway, I don't know how Paley the volcano goddess feels about things right now. I'd say she gets off. <laughs> <You know>.
0: Indeed.
4: <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I think this is a really important project, and I heartily congratulate everybody who had a story in it and. Um, I fully intend to buy the book uh, when my ship comes in. Um, but uh, I just, I just wanted to to send my support.
2: And thank you thank so you. much for that, for being here. Because thank you. We, I think I'll, I'm not a contributor, but everyone here feels that and appreciates it. And I think they'll keep this book going far. Um, just, and, and just go by and, and just let me know, just speak your name first sometimes to make sure that people know who's talking. But what made each one of you want to be a part of this anthology? Uh, can you hear me?
0: Yes. No, yeah. I, can, I can hear yes. you.
6: Sorry. Sorry, this is Elizabeth e. King, so Evie is fine. And I was really excited to be part of this anthology. Because the whole idea of the press that happened after our unfortunate election can leave you feeling very isolated and helpless. And so one thing this has enabled me to do is to feel a part of a community that that sort of feels like I do, even if we all come from very different uh, degrees of faith or no faith at all, uh, which is Mm -hmm. my perspective. But... uh, I don't think morality has to do with with faith. And I think so so being part of this is is really exciting for me because it it makes me feel like at least my voice is being heard and maybe has some
2: slight impact. Bob Mm and Phyllis. Irene Radford have built one of the – I'm sorry, this is Becky – have built one of the most supportive and amazing groups of authors around. Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: definitely.
0: Definitely.
4: Okay, uh,
2: so <sighs> that was Elizabeth King. And, you know, Elizabeth, it's like – I'm probably, I think that whatever it is I think any of us are thinking, you know, we're certainly not the only ones having those thoughts and feelings at any time these days. But, and I'm sure other people besides me have thought, no matter what, or completely against what I was taught growing up, some of the kindest, most moral, I mean, honest and moral people I have ever known were atheists. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I concur. One of the things that was told to me once and and it makes a lot of sense is Christians live their life believing there's something beyond that and you know of course there's forgiveness and and you know you get that instant reset button whereas an atheist doesn't believe that they
4: believe it's here and now, and they've got to make their impact, and they've got to do their best right now, right here, and you know damn
2: the future it 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 is what it is, and let's make the best of it,
4: Mhm, you know, excuse me, can I butt in a minute, please um, you guys know the saying there's no atheists on the battlefield. Indeed. i found that to mm-hmm. be true. I've been in a lot of life and death situations, both in, in Vietnam and in my nursing career in general. And the closer people get to death, um, the more that they see that there's something else. And I'm not trying to negate the the belief system of atheists. But I think, for me, it's, it's not a difference between the great fellow upstairs and no great fellow upstairs. It's between... Believing that there's spiritual you know something spiritual and intangible um as well as something you know that conventional religion talks about um, mm-hmm. I once heard a definition of an atheist as someone up with no invisible means of support mm-hmm. and um i yeah i I really think that there's something invisible. Um, hey,
1: can I interject for a moment? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. this Is this Bob? Oh this yes, is go Bob. ahead, Bob. Thanks. That was you, Elizabeth, right?
4: That was
6: me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was oh, not good. me.
1: I wasn't mm-hmm. talking about. I, I don't.
6: I'm an atheist. I'm a agnostic at, at best.
4: Yeah, uh, well, we're I'm a pantheologist Together. actually, but.
1: Hey, I was going to ask. Did you ever get uh, James Dork on?
2: Did, Did you, I ever get one? I'll see, J- James Doerr. Are you here, James? No, he was coming in from WorldCon, right? Today? No,
1: uh, Bob was coming in from WorldCon. James is oh, out Bob. of the boonies.
2: <laughs> oh, that's uh, right, that's right.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to, uh, because I thought I heard his voice, because I heard either his or uh, Mr. Cook's. And uh, You might have heard uh, mine. Joe is Cook is. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: It's. I have well, a I didn't want
1: to lose that on, uh, on 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 uh, if James was there. I wanted you to hear him read his poem "Tit for Tat." It is brilliant.
2: Oh. I hope he will. But, uh, I hope he will make it. I told I, him if he if... go ahead, hon.
1: Oh no, no. It's uh, like I said. This was a collection, and uh, we. We are just so happy to have all the different folks uh, writing it. Um, and I, uh, I, I, I know you got a lot of folks in a little time. So I wanted to make sure that uh, we heard. You got a chance to hear from James if he was there or Irene about her story if she was there. Uh,
3: I'm still here. This is Irene.
1: I, can't, I don't have
3: access to a computer or a copy of the book but I can give you a brief synopsis of my story. Please do. Oh, do. Okay. Um, I'm going on the premise that uh, Adam and Eve did have a tiff with God at Eden, but that does not mean that they were forever damned, that God does forgive he just might change the circumstances a little, make you work a little harder. Um, and they, Adam and Eve have hit a bad spot in their relationship as they're, they've been exiled. They don't know what's happening next, they're having to work for it. Um, and I hope I have presented proof that God does forgive us, mainly because He gave us beer. <laughs> yeah, <he's disgusting. laughs> and, and chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> I, I, wrong continent for chocolate.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta love it. By the,
0: by the, by, the oh. by,
2: by the way, you see, you see why I got so excited when I heard Irene was in the room too. You know, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> when um. By the way, if you're listening live and you're not one of the contributors uh, to alternative Theologies, but you want to speak to them, please do call in 646-716-9922. And I know they would like to hear what you have to say and talk to you as well. Now, I have, um, oh, we have got somebody new coming in from the West Coast, I believe. It just came in the room. I think it's West Coast, a 310 area code. Who is
4: that? Uh, 310560. It's the West Coast. It's a Nigerian prince. (laughs) It's the IRS (laughs) tax scam finally catching up to you.
2: (laughs) Hello. He gets around just like that, Heather. You know, every time you get a call from somebody that wants to sign up for something or get your house uh, security system or anything, it's always Heather. It's always Heather. You know, so my husband answers it and goes, "Heather, you do get around. How
0: many jobs do you have?"
4: And then I got
2: from a guy named Jim, and I said, "I'm sorry, Jim, I only deal with Heather." And he hung up on me. <laughs> 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 All right. Who,
6: who's going to oh, be my
0: next read. reader?
6: I'd be happy to read. All right. Who was that? It's me. It's E.E. E. King. Elizabeth. E.E. E. King. E. V.
0: All right. E.E. <laughs> e.
2: Elizabeth, will you give yeah. me your area code, please, just so I can turn off everything but you?
6: Oh, that I have happening here?
2: 385. 385
6: is my area code.
2: Okay. All right. So I'm going to mute everybody but you while you read. So, now,
6: do you um, want me to read my piece from that book or a different piece? I wasn't sure. Sometimes.
2: Well, I'd like you to read yours, but I'd also prefer. I want you to read whatever you want. Now, so I'm going to. If you will hold on just one second, or actually, about if you can hold on for one minute and forty-one seconds, I've got everyone muted, and I'll have you muted. And then, as soon as I come back from this message, it'll be you. Just one moment. A message from my friend.
1: Charles Barkley. So, Chuck, talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks' new coach. What's your uh, thoughts on that? Well, well I'll, I'll tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who going to coach this team. They don't got no talent on we it. Fiz, and man. I don't I don't really feel I talk, That's I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right don't now. you want to talk about lunch? No. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Chuck? See, Ernie, I've been listening to a podcast called Madam Paris Salon. And I think Jennifer Perry She's a great host I mean she got all these bestseller authors Rostar, all the dip comedians What about
0: people you that could, don't have a ring? <laughs>
1: Here we go Real fun, <laughs> Real fun <laughs> <laughs> But I think she's great And I think people would love her show She got a great laugh She make, The laugh come out of nowhere Like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing It's not terrible So, you see, if Charles Barkley
2: says it's not terrible, then it's not a terrible podcast to listen to, right, Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. And so, if you will just tell us what you're going to read and, and please read for us. Uh,
6: great. I'm going to be daring and read a book, a piece that's not in the book. So, I hope it will be in another of the series called A More. Te- uh, morality tale and the first and last lines by the way are from through the looking glass because we're kind of in a looking glass right now Mm. Um, and so I think that's one reason I did it Uh, one thing was certain that the white kitten had had nothing to do with it it was the black kitten's fault entirely the white kitten you see was just a young cat but the black kitten was an ancient demon in a fur Oh, he was cute, all right. Everyone loved him. He'd roll on his back and let his tummy be pets, just like a normal feline, but that's the way with devils. They're never what or whom you might expect. The black kitten had been caged in a house with three white kittens at the Humane Society, just waiting for an owner, or so it seemed. But, of course, he wasn't really waiting at all his master, had already arrived. It was early 2018. The rapture had come and gone unnoticed. No one had qualified. Many had believed and still believed that someday, probably soon, Jesus would secretly return to earth and transport all true believers up to heaven. But sadly, when Jesus returned to earth, the very few who were eligible were either too young to have been told about the rapture, in fact, they were infants. Or they lived on remote isles in tempest-tossed seas and had never heard of the rapture. And as any good God or devil will tell you, you can't get to a place you don't believe in, and you can't get believe in a place you never heard of. Part of the problem, though unintentional, was Jesus' fault. He had been up in heaven leaping through some earth catalogs when a picture caught his eye. It showed a handsome man in a sleek all-black suit with long coat and red lining.
2: It was no one's fault that it was a Hugo Boss
6: catalog from the 1930s. It was no one's fault that not only did Jesus not realize that Hugo Boss had been the designer and supplier of uniforms for the Nazi party, both before and during World War II, Jesus didn't even know what a Nazi was he checked in on humans every two thousand years or so but he couldn't be expected to keep up with every anomaly could he he'd been too busy counting all those god-blessed sparrows mm-hmm. so when he returned to earth clean shaven and in a brand new 1930s boss uniform complete with nifty armbands the only people who followed him were boisterous bald white men tattooed on their fleshy arms with the same spiffy logo that Jesus had on his attractive armband. The emblem looked much less prepossessing when inked into fat. Beating the Nazis was our biggest mistake, said one. What's a Nazi? asked Jesus. That's a good one, shortled a pale man. Spittle shot from the hole made by a missing front teeth. Perfusions of red veins fanned across his nose, abundant as deep wood's fungal mycelium. His shirt raised over his protuberant belly read, Master Race. Jesus had heard of <laughs> races, but he thought they involved speed. This dude didn't look like he could outpace a crippled tortoise. Christ interviewed these people, but it soon became clear they didn't qualify for the rapture. So after a quick visit to the Audubon Society to verify the sparrow count, he returned to heaven alone. Yeah. Those remaining on Earth, everyone, that is, were left to endure seven years of filthy, nasty tribulation under the tiny thumb of the Antichrist, who was disguised as the leader of the most powerful government on Earth. Most people did not recognize the Antichrist, even though he possessed all the characteristics detailed on how to recognize the Antichrist list. Popular (laughs) on most ready raptors. One, the Antichrist will not be so called, otherwise he would have no followers. Two, he will not wear red tights, nor vomit sulfur, nor carry a trident, nor wave an arrowed tail. Three, he will be materialistic. Four, he will talk prosperity. Beware, there is always free cheese in a trap. Five, the Antichrist will not believe in God, but he will be religious. He will deceive even the elect and possibly the electorate. He will be almost as, or possibly even more, charismatic than Hitler. He will become a military leader, he will have a gigantic ego, and he will be the most arrogant person of all times.
0: <coughs> he will
6: pretend to love Israel. If life had been fair and the universe just, the white kitten would have had some power too. Maybe he'd have been an angel or at least some minor jinn. But as most deities know, Fair is whatever the ruling gods decide it is and the ruling gods of the moment were black and furry and orange and almost careless. Orange and black are not good god colors. They are the colors of Halloween, a time when even witches and spirits roam near with impunity. For two months, the kittens roomed together in the humane society sleeping in each other's paws playing with strings and laders and supping out of the same food dish and for two months the black kitten whispered commands into the white kitten's ears as he slumbered <laughs> thus when the white kitten was finally adopted and sent to the house of a person too important to be named he knew what he had to do and he did it first though it almost killed him the white kitten ate a whole of lavender to sweeten his intestines. Secondly, he peed on the very important computer keyboard, creating a short circuit between B and M and W and I, and others as well. Sadly, this very important person was the only human standing between the Antichrist and the bomb. So when the very important person sent out a fluffy Mother's Day memo to the news saying we should honor our mom. Went instead to the Antichrist saying, I agree to launch the bomb. That's enough for now. Oh.
0: No. oh wow. <laughs> so hopefully that
2: wasn't too much. <laughs> you know,
6: I
0: always
2: I always expect high quality and power in each one of these. And even though I expect it and I know it's coming, it still gets you. And you know what this reminds me Mm -hmm. of? uh, A dear friend of mine who is sometimes on my show, Becky knows her, uh, Kenya Colbert,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: my best friend. She said that on the night of the election she was trying to stay up and watch. And this is what you're – and it just reminded me of this listening to you – she says she's trying to stay up and watch, trying to stay up, and then she falls asleep on her sofa. And then when she wakes up, what's on the screen is um, that image of 45 in red on oh, uh, the building. Um, yeah. And there's that big image of him in red on the building. And then she wakes up and sees this. And she's thinking, "Oh my God, this is it! This is the rapture with
0: Satan, the <laughs> you, know, you
2: know, you think about just waking up and seeing that, and uh, not knowing. So that's that's the picture too you put in my mind there. Oh, well done, you.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, this would be a good time to say since we've only got a, about ten more minutes. This would be a great time for. Um, Let's see. Did we get Joseph Cook in here at all? Joseph's not here. James. Okay, Joseph tell you, and
1: James. I you, I pulled up. Hello.
0: What's that? I did pull
1: yes. up. Uh, I did pull up James's poem. If he ain't here, I'm not ashamed to read it huh? for him.
2: Well, I'm not ashamed to read it. I'll be proud to have you do it. But before you do that. Uh... Tell people where they can get a copy of Alternative Theologies.
1: If you want a copy of Alternative Theologies, the best place to get it is Amazon. They sell the book. They sell the uh, uh, Kindle version, and we even put it on Kindle Unlimited. So if you're uh, uh, some one of these people that read lots, you get to download it as part of your free download set. And uh, right. that's the best place to get it right now.
2: Okay, bookstore and generally um, la- Where is the?
1: And if you listen, if you're
2: in a bookstore, ask for it. If they don't carry it, ask for it and tell them they should. Because if they hear it enough, they will get it. Um, also, would you give them the B Cubed Press uh, website address, please?
1: B Cubed uh, Press dot com. That's B. C U B E D Press dot com.
0: Okay, and great. We also... Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
2: No, no, no. Oh, no, please. you ready to hear
1: please, James Doerr?
2: Well, just before that, I was going to say that I do have links to uh, bqpress.com in here. Also, on everything I have posted about this, I have links to it. And I will continue to put links to BQ Press and to Amazon, the page where you can buy alternative theologies. I'll continue to share that on social media as well. So, yes, yeah, So, uh, Bob Brown the man who brings us all this and i know this has got to be a lot more work than it looks like to most of us um thank you so much for bringing these books together and these excellent writers and these anthologies and if you you're going to read something by james Dore, and it is called yes tit for tat
1: (laughs) can you hear me okay
2: yes just speak a little Little closer into your mic and i think we're good
1: Okay, you ready? Little Willie caught a cold after preacher sermon Sunday. Chilled until his very soul he was dead by tea time Monday. He was buried in a coffin waiting to be sent to Hades, there to burn eternally with naughty boys and demon ladies. That was what the preacher taught the lads like him with reckless ways should expect upon demise the wages of their sins to pay. But there were no flames, no perdition, none of what the preacher roared, just cold and damp and nibbling worms. The truth was Will was getting bored. So Willie swore the preacher lied, and to the church he sent his ghost. He had gained revenge upon that cleric. That was Willie's soul's boast. He rattled papers, shrieked through windows, upset the church's choir, he kicked the votive candles over Causing danger of a fire He chased the preacher from the pulpit Scared the old man near to death He tweaked his nose and pinched his ears And blew his face with graveyard breath And thus the moral may be found For those who orate of the Lord Should you consign lost souls to hell Be sure you can keep your word <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Good one. laughs> Bravo oh, <good.
2: laughs> nice. That tit for tat Written by James Dore D-O-R-R And read by Bob Brown yes. That is magnificent <laughs>
1: Oh we got well, guys, some poets in here you, oh, go listen,
2: ahead. I could have, I could have BQ authors, I could have a show once a month with you guys and still not feel like I had enough of you. Oh, that sounds like a deal. Still. Take him up <laughs> on it.
4: Take her up on it.
1: <laughs> we we are there. We will rise to that challenge should you find yourself wanting to do it. <laughs> You guys are looking you in the eye Probably saying you shouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just
2: made a contract You know the black cat is in my house <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, you that. That in mine. I have you know, one Every well, time the black I put an anthology <laughs> to bed Every time I put an anthology well, to bed I would never again And then he calls uh, me up oh. and says Hey I got this really cool idea <laughs> And, I'm sorry. <laughs> and there you go
2: well and i am grateful that you do and i like i said i'll be continuing to share uh the ways to get uh alternative theologies on amazon and also about bq press to learn about more that they do and about the some of the individual people the magnificent people that take their time to contribute to these theologies. You guys do so much good. You know, I know most of you or all of you know Marlene Barr who was on here a couple of weeks ago. And um, Irene, I want you to know, Marlene and I do we sound just alike. We're both on the East Coast, so. Isn't that right, Becky?
3: (laughs) You bet. (laughs) I was raised in Virginia and it is a big difference from living in Norfolk and the seaport than there is in living in Queens.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all you don't know, sound like the Bronx to Queens. me. For Queens
2: accent, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love
1: oh, uh, Marlene's. You know, we sold more Marlene's I, books this weekend at Worldcon than any other book.
2: Yeah. It oh, wouldn't that's surprise fantastic. me.
0: Yay! Good,
2: That's I am. I am so proud. When she, when she was here, she was every now and then she'd say, "You know, I'm fun for an academic." I said, "Oh yes, you are." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I
2: just, I adore her as I adore all of you. And every time Becky tells me something new's coming out, I always go, "Oh yes, please, 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 Becky, Let's bring them right here to where they know that they are loved." And uh, I wish you all the most success with this. I wish our country and our world much success going forward. I will say probably the, you know, we had a psychic on the show, um, I think, two days after the election. And somebody was calling. People said, is is this right? Is, Is this things going right? And he said, yeah, things are going right. But I thought, you know, one thing, one good thing that I've seen that has come of this it's the people who have taken up the mantle to uh, lead the resistance, to stand up and speak. My gosh, horrible tragedy at the at, uh, uh, Carlton shooting at Margaret Douglas Stoneham School. And yet those kids, those kids who are so young have seen horrors that we cannot imagine, unless you have actually been you know, in a war situation like some of you have been, um, unless you've been in a war situation or battlefield, you have not seen things like these kids have seen. And yet these kids um, are saying, fine, if the grown-ups won't help us, we'll do it. And things like that and people standing up and gathering and marching, and I am just so proud. My friend Ray D'Africo, uh, who's been leading the resistance since the day, I think the day after the uh, inaugura- after the election, uh, he's just been named a delegate, uh, Democratic delegate uh, this week, and he's been working hard for Stacey Abrams. And people, we we can do what, what we can, what we need to do. And with people like all of you, I know uh, you are going to spread the message and the love and the energy and the need everywhere you can. I am so proud of you and wish you the most success. This is a test, uh, and if you think about it. Seriously, I Irene mean, me. you know, you've may got I to figure I, out what lines you stand on.
3: May I close with one statement? This is Irene. Oh, please. Um, yes. Um, I'm online with a lot of people, resistors, and they put out notices that today's the day we need to march. Today's the day we need to call. Today's the day we need to write postcards. But, you know, some of us can't or won't do that, so we do apologies instead. And I want to thank every author who has submitted. Even if we, you didn't make the final cut, you all helped the resistance. Amen. Yay. Hey,
2: yes, definitely. Bob if, you, Bob, if you have a book with you, could you read out the names of all of the contributors, even if they're not here? And as authors,
6: can we just say thank you for that? That was so Mm -hmm. nice. That was lovely.
1: Okay. Give me just one second because I can tell you um, that – For anyone
2: who's got a book in front of them.
5: Who has the
1: book? uh, I
6: can get it up in a second. Hold on. I've
5: got it here. You're
1: going to have to be quicker than me. Uh,
5: Uh. I am. There's a race. So
0: um,
5: in order in the table of contents, the contributors are Jim Wright, Heather Truett, Mike Resnick, Philip Brian Hall, James Dore, Kara Race Moore, Megan B., Louise Milton, P. James Norris, Christopher Nadeau, I'm not sure how you say that, Colin Patrick Ennin, Gryndon T. Alexander, Irene Radford, Adam Troy Castro, M.J. Holt, Anton Kanker, C.A. Chess, Jane Yolan, Charles Walbridge, Deborah Godfrey, Rebecca McFarland-Kyle, David Brin, E.E. King, J.W. Cook, Joyce Frone, Lillian Cernica, Paula Hammond, Melvin Charles, David Gerald, Tom Barlow, Larry Hodges, Janka Hobbs, Liam Hogan, Jill Veller, and Joanna Hoyt.
3: Wow.
2: Magnificent. All right, folks. Thank you. Boy, you got that in right on time because now we have about one second. I'm going to close with a friend who's been on the show before, uh, Chasm, Sultan, and Bassist for uh, Utopia, Todd, Joan Jett, and everybody else in the world, Blue Orchestra Cult. And this song is called Set me
3: free. (laughs) Thank you all
0: so much. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank Uh,
2: you, sweetie.
0: There ain't no reason.